0: Welcome to Elephants in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Here are your hosts, Joe and Kendall.
1: Say what you will about the name. It is, it is a little goofy, but it's pretty clever. For one, it, if our viewers haven't guessed already, it refers to our political leanings a little bit, as well as the fact that we plan to have a guest on every week, and you could refer to that person as, as the elephant in the room. Here's hoping that we don't have a guest that's um, a little larger anytime soon. But speaking of guests, today we have on with us Mr. Gabe Gaynor. Say hi to everybody. How's it
0: going? All right, that's enough. Get off my program. (laughs) Uh, We are so happy to have you, Gabe. So happy to talk about the happenings in the world. Uh, You know, I, I think we should just get right into it, right? I believe so. I believe so. All right. So first up on the agenda, we have for you lovely gentlemen and ladies... Uh we have some some news coming out of the demilitarized zone in Korea, the Korean Peninsula as some call it. Uh Vice President Kamala Harris uh has visited the uh demilitarized zone and uh you know I think we should see what she has to say about it. All right, here's that clip.
2: So the United States shares a very important relationship, which is an alliance with the Republic of North Korea. And it is an alliance
0: that is strong and enduring. It's, it's strong and enduring. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, she puts it perfectly. Uh, the United States, North Korea uh, share some very similar values, uh, uh, perhaps silencing the political opposition being uh, the foremost of that. But no, I mean, uh, Kamala Harris is, is there, uh, not quite the same as uh, Trump's uh, appearance. I, I hear Kim Jong-un. Uh, wasn't even in North Korea. He was he was meeting with Vladimir Putin at their uh, evil conference uh, <laughs> while she was there, uh, perhaps scared away by her uh, prestige and respectability. But uh, now what, what do you have to say about the whole happenings of this? I just I find it
1: pretty funny, actually, because believe it or not, Republicans tend to make fun of Joe Biden for for his speech gaffes rather often. Say what you will about that. But but no, this this was his vice president. He he really he he picked a good one for the role if I'm if I'm being quite honest. And I also just I love how she really defines um the alliance that it's an alliance that is strong and enduring. She yeah, says. It's also a
0: republic too, the republic of
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> that, I think that was the first thing I noticed that I even if we did have an alliance with North Korea, I don't think that's their name. I don't think that's the name of the nation. No, and
0: uh you know, you bring up a good point that it was it was Kamala Harris and not Joe Biden. I I can't help but think what ha- would happen uh, if uh you know our commander in chief joe biden would have uh and gone to the demilitarized zone accidentally stumbled into the uh, north korea side <laughs> uh the, the happenings that that would have uh resulted from that uh gabe do you have anything to add about this uh these current happenings in in the north korea uh demilitarized zone or at least it it is demilitarized now as <laughs> as kamala harris has uh put down the the boot of uh, American uh, ingenuity and other uh, superiority type things. Uh, But do you have anything to uh, add about this uh, visit that she made?
2: I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, we're talking about gaffes, but this seemed like a part of a prepared speech. She knew what she was going to say here, you know? (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know what she's thinking, but it doesn't seem to me that it's a strong and enduring relationship by any means. You know, I'm
1: really just surprised that Joe Biden hasn't claim that he's from north or south korea yet i mean just recently he said where did he say he said that he had hit strong puerto rican roots
0: (laughs) is that the quote yeah what if he uh i I bet i could see him now saying that he uh he was the uh, top of his class at a at at an hbu in north korea (laughs) (laughs) that he also founded uh, (laughs) you're
1: listening to elephants in the room on radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm once again we're here with gabe gainer gabe you were a part of a some festivities this weekend a a bit of a program
2: yeah I was uh we were uh staging the play translations it was called by Brian Friel uh we've been rehearsing that since basically the first day of classes so it's it's really nice to finally be able to put that on stage give us just a little rundown what what's the play about Translate it to, for
0: us, oh if, if you will. You should you should <laughs> yeah. translate the the plot for the good people listening to "Elephants in the Room." Well, yeah, of them.
2: that really was the name of the game because it was set in eighteen uh, thirties Ireland, Northern Ireland, and the English come in and they're basically trying to Anglicize all of the la- all of the names of the Irish locations. They're trying to standardize everything within the, the British Empire. And so the play is really about the friction that that causes between these people who because language is so much part of culture in a lot of ways. And you your like national memory is often the words that you speak, the names of places. So much of that memory is wrapped up within that. And so and then there's there's another subplot where there's a little bit of a romance between. One of the British officers and one yeah. of the Irish peasants. Yeah. which... Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, you say a lot of things about Anglo size. I think being an elephant in the room. I think I could actually Anglo size to get some of the friction off my feet when I when I walk because of how immensely fat I am. <laughs> being the elephant in the room. Nah, nah. I'm kidding. Uh, but no, it, it sounds like uh, it. Sound from what I've heard. Uh, it seems that people uh, very much like the play. It was much more on the sophisticated tone. Uh, I personally went and uh, you know i I enjoyed uh, all all of it uh, to the extent that I was awake for it uh, <laughs> as i I may have dozed off a little bit in in the uh, in the first uh, act but no it, it seemed that uh, it was a it was a very well received very uh particular uh, play Now we are well aware, Gabe. Uh, in fact, if you were not, you would definitely not be on uh, as a guest for the show because uh, in, in every other respect, we, we simply just don't like you. Um, <laughs> but we, we are aware that you, my friend, were were an actor. I, some even say the, the lead actor, maybe even the star of the show. I, I personally would say that. <laughs> um, but you want to tell the audience a little bit about your character and you know, how you developed that?
2: Yeah, my character's name was and Dolte. And he he was one of the Irish people. I think when I auditioned, they took one look at my red hair and they were like, (laughs) you're in, you're in, we need you. He cares a lot about his homeland. And when it came to being threatened and the British were getting angry and the friction was being caused, he starts thinking about possibly even having to take up arms to defend his livestock and his lands and stuff. And that, of course, there's some historical backing for that because the terror begins and that... There's just tremendous troubles between the English and the Irish for the next many many decades, and then of course the potato blights as well. So it's not exactly a happy ending. Joe, is if you
0: remember. <laughs> um, I, I don't, <laughs> but I, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. No, I I, 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 Can we get a little bit of a sample of uh, maybe the accent that you had to uh, bring for this character?
2: Sure, sure. Yeah, this was a, It was quite a process trying to learn the the accent and and master it and get it kind of the same between all the different actors so uh one of my lines was i was pretending to be the drunk school teacher and i go three questions question a am i drunk question b am i sober
0: (laughs) kendall we have we have an issue that's that's way better than my italian accent
2: (laughs) yeah i would i would have to agree (laughs)
1: <laughs> Gabe, I heard
0: a rumor that a relative of yours
1: was also in the play. Is, is that true?
2: That's true, yeah. My sister Grace is a freshman this year, and we both got cast as a brother and sister duo in the show. Um, we both have the red hair, so it was it was a fun. We were a good comedic duo on stage, I think. Now, Gabe, you were also part of uh, a production last semester. Is that right? A musical? I was. Yes, it was called the Three Penny Opera. Yes. Yeah, see,
1: I did. I did happen to uh, stumble upon this show, and I was able to see it. Uh, how does How does this show compare to that one?
2: Oh my goodness! It's like night and day. That show was very much well, not very Hillsdaleian, I suppose, would be the right word. for it. I would it. agree. I would have to agree with that. And we we performed. It, it was very much like um, a socialist critique of capitalism exposing the indecency within society, corruption at every level of power. And it was um, not very well received by the parents on Parents Weekend who came to see the show. <laughs> yeah, that one was definitely very PG-13. This one was a little bit more wholesome, I think, and definitely, I'd say, more historically accurate, more poignant for modern times as well, as like, our, our national identity as a country is being questioned. And you know, identity itself is, is something that's become so much more subjective even in the last five years or so.
1: You're listening to Elephants
0: in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Uh, why, I can't help but notice that... Why do that... they call it Radio Free Hillsdale? I am giving up quite a bit of my <laughs> opportunity cost to talk to women uh, in, instead of being on this show. I, it is not at all free. I am, I am paying... Blood, sweat, and tears. Everything's free on here. This. It's
2: the free math, it's the free Baptist, it's all the good stuff. <clears throat> not yeah, the free every... Catholic Church though. You gotta you wanna go to St.
0: Anthony's, you it's gotta give, free will though. You gotta get twenty bucks. Yeah, no, no free will.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. I can't help but notice that Ukraine is back in the in the headlines again this
0: week, Joe, as it is just about every other week. So do you have some insight on what's going on? Sure, yeah. So we've got a couple new developments in Ukraine. This is uh coming at you live from Ukraine. Um, So we have first uh, the biggest news happening, I guess Zelensky signing the application to uh, go ahead and apply for NATO membership. Now, um, I know a lot of people are saying that they are very happy about this, very very much on the pro-Ukraine camp, Uh, but um, I I think that it's important that perhaps people realize what, what it means that if NATO uh, decides to uh, accept Ukrainian membership would mean that, uh, you know, to the extent that we are involved in the war, uh, f- spending it like I think close to 60 billion dollars now in uh, in military aid, not, not just foreign aid, military aid, mm-hmm. uh, to the extent that we are, you know, quote unquote involved uh, through our sort of membership status uh, in NATO, um, Ukrainian NATO membership would End up dragging us into the conflict as well, which I I don't think that uh, anyone would would want.
1: Yeah, I just find it a little strange that you can you can join an alliance after you've already been invaded. I mean, (laughs) if we're just being honest here, how much of Ukraine is still under control of the Ukrainians?
0: Now, this is probably a a massive. know, a blow to their uh, credit score. I mean, you can't apply. (laughs) It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt your credibility if you apply for a loan when you're already in debt. So, you know, I I think that this is sort of Ukraine uh, already being in war saying, hey, you know, let's uh, let's let's uh, join NATO um, and bring them into this. Uh, I, I, I don't think that that's going to go well for anybody involved. Um, that's probably the best way, you know, everybody's talking about uh, the fear of Russia escalating things uh, beyond Ukraine. You know, uh, the threat of using uh, nuclear weapons comes to mind. Uh, I know the uh, NATO uh, sent out to all of its member countries, I believe, two days ago uh, that they have uh, intel suggesting that Russia now, you know, how true this is or not. I don't know. But they have intel suggesting that Russia has uh, their nuclear submarines now in the Atlantic. Uh, should anything uh, happen, tensions get to a point uh, where they'd have to use them. So uh, no, I, I don't I don't think anybody quite wants a war with Russia. I, I would hope no one wants a war with Russia, but uh, I, I feel like Ukrainian membership into NATO, uh, whether we like Ukraine or Russia or whether we dislike Ukraine or Russia, is the quickest way to get to a war with Russia.
2: Yeah, people don't understand, they don't understand the meaning of being part of NATO. And it's essentially like that would be an obligation for us and 15 plus other countries to enter that war, as far as I understand. And so, yeah, I mean, it would I, th- I think there's concern that that would even potentially lead to a, a world war if, if all of those countries join in.
0: Well, you know? and it, it's strange, too, that this is coming right after the uh, destruction of the uh, Nord Stream 2 uh, pipeline, which was the pipeline connecting Uh, Russia to uh, Germany and, you know, sort of by proxy, the rest of Europe, at least Western Europe. Um, And we're talking about, you know, in a time when there's a massive energy crisis in Europe, uh, uh, Germany right now going through a period of of rolling purposeful blackouts. Uh, You have uh, people in Spain under punishment of uh, imprisonment for uh, turning their thermostat uh, too high or putting on their air conditioning too high uh, beyond government regulations, which is Completely unheard of in in sort of our own insulated sphere of existence here in I the U.S. I had no idea that my my father was in charge of the laws in Spain. What
1: thermostat? Well, ther, ther, what? I can't <laughs> believe you're actually going to make me explain my joke. It's because the you know the dad always smacks your hand when you turn the thermostat too high. My dad never did that, Kendall.
2: <clears throat> my dad oh. wasn't abusive yours. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I mean. Uh, I think that it's funny that this is coming, uh, you know, right after the destruction of the Nord Stream pipeline. Uh, the U.S. and NATO obviously saying, oh, it's, it's sabotage. It's, of course, we, we have no other uh, point of inquiry to consider other than the fact that Russia obviously destroyed their own pipeline. Now, now, okay, why would, why would we want Russia to destroy their own pipeline? Why would they be encouraged to destroy their own pipeline? On top of this, uh, I don't want to say – you know, I, I don't want the feds to come and arrest the elephants in the room, uh, <laughs> considering they could probably, if they could find a, a jail cell big enough to contain me, because again, I am fat uh, and, and in the room, um, I'd be, it'd have to be called elephants in, in the federal prison. Uh, but, you know, we actually have, you know, plenty of audio first from, uh, I guess we have Biden. In uh, February of this year, uh, talking about this exact uh, series of events taking place.
1: If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again. Then uh, w- there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it.
0: Yeah, and you know I I that's pretty clear what 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 Biden is saying. Uh, you know I, I again happening after. Uh, Putin announcing uh, the uh, mobilization of uh, sort of Russian armed forces to escalate this from a, uh, quote, military operation to a partial mobilization, meaning, you know, this is the real deal now. We're going to flood Ukraine with, uh, I believe it was 300,000 troops. Um, But again, you know, uh, even further back than Biden in February, you have uh, uh, Noonan saying the exact same thing uh, in January. With regard to Nord Stream 2. Uh, We continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies. And I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. So I think for the sake of like, you know, the the uh, again, because this is in the this is in the wake of a massive energy crisis in Europe, much more so than in the United States, but uh, a massive energy crisis in Europe, uh, at least to the global community. I think the United States, after having two comments of that, of the nature, saying that if X happens, then we will destroy this pipeline. Uh, X did happen, and the pipeline was destroyed. What is suggesting that uh, we we did not have anything to do with that? Uh, yeah, no, I... I I don't know. It's it To me, it's just the whole thing. It seems like a situation we should not be in and we consistently uh, are placing ourselves within it. Yeah. And then, you know, going back to your point, Gabe, about, you know, the what what the what the implications of of Ukraine being a part of NATO uh, would be. Uh, well, you know, it's not just spec speculatory that uh, we would uh, have to and uh, we would have to get involved in the conflict uh in terms of like boots on the ground, uh, we actually have uh, fearless leader Biden in the one instance that I can find where he doesn't mince or stumble words or refer to (laughs) corn pop uh, (laughs) saying uh, exactly what would happen uh, when Ukraine joins NATO.
1: America is fully prepared with our NATO allies to defend every single inch of NATO territory. Every single inch. So Mr. Putin, don't, misunderstand
0: what i'm saying uh, mr putin please don't don't rub my legs don't don't they're gonna Hair turn legs. blonde don't don't rub my hairy legs mr putin
2: oh my God. it's hard to take biden at his word though because how many times in the past few months has he said something and then the, his press people immediately backtracked they're like oh no no that's not what he that's not he's saying yeah it's hard to understand I, yeah. how serious like it's hard to understand where our foreign policy is at these days.
0: Well, you know, if you're looking at it from, from a foreign policy perspective, uh, perhaps in the shoes of Russia, that very much sounds like a declaration of war. It does, Like, yeah. you know, that coupled with the destruction of the Nordstrom pipeline, which Russia is saying that it was us, and I have yet to see significant evidence to the contrary that it was us, uh, you know, I that's... It, I don't, I don't, you're going to have to have a lot of backtracking from his press uh, people to cover that up and fix that, which, you know, I, I think that it's, I, I'm more worried about the the rhetoric that he's trying to, uh, you know, have with, with statements like that. Joe, I just, you might have more insight on this. What, if not the U.S., what, what are people, who are people claiming did this? Um. Well, if not the U.S., Uh, of course, the U.S. and NATO are saying that it's sabotage from Russia. Um, that's, uh, interesting. Um, and yeah, my pro- thing would, the, if I'm not mistaken, the, the pipeline pumps
1: gas from from Russia, Russia to, Germany. to Germany. So why would, why, what's the reasoning behind Russia blowing up their own pipeline rather than just er, er, turning off the knob and shutting the gas off? That does seem like, yeah,
0: <laughs> I feel like that that would be much, uh, much more of a, uh, you know, infrastructurally. Uh, sound way to do it sure. uh, but you, you were talking about other people other players involved that reminds me of the since deleted tweet I should mind I, I should, I should uh, preface it's been deleted by the uh, Polish uh, uh, it's been deleted by the Polish member of the European po- Parliament former uh, defense minister of Polish uh, Poland and he uh, tweets here with a picture of uh, the soon to be infamous sort of uh, cloud of bubbles coming up from above the uh, Nord Stream Two pipeline uh, simply captioned cryptically captioned "Thank you USA." Um, that's <laughs> obviously <laughs> implying some sort of United States, or even people are speculating Polish, uh, perhaps some sort of joint uh, uh, sabotage, as the United States is putting it uh, in in uh, you know the circumstances surrounding that, um, and you know I, these unfortunately these these are these are acts of war. Um, we would consider this an act of war any other country would consider this an act of war if it comes out that we had something to do with it I feel like Russian retaliation would be completely foreseeable and definitely Mm -hmm. even justifiable some might say I just I'm just imagining the reaction of the the first
1: U.S. official who hypothetically if if this is the case the U.S. did do this I just want to know how the, the first official felt who knew about this and then saw that tweet how, how scared must you be if you know that nobody else is supposed to know about this? Well, and I, I, I you don't see Poland just ruining it for you.
0: I feel like at this point they're so they're so uh, used to Biden doing stuff like this, saying uh, even even last year uh, giving the Kremlin a list of our critical infrastructure <laughs> and saying, <laughs> uh, don't, don't please. Hit these. don't hit these. If you want to go to war with us, fine. Don't hit these. So that's obviously the people we have in power. That's obviously the people that are going to lead us to uh, a nuclear holocaust. So uh, congratulations. Uh, you are in it. Uh, you are here to stay. And uh, I, I I, just hope that uh, there's going to be some popcorn left to enjoy the end of the world with you guys.
2: Yeah. My mom shops at Nordstrom's all the time, so this is
0: a big loss for our family.
2: <laughs> yes, again, we want to we thank
1: our listeners. We want to thank Mr. Gabe Gaynor again. Uh, we hope to have you guys tune back in next week. This is
0: Elephants in the Wind.